welcome to Ghost Raised in the South, episode four. Welcome, everyone. We've made it this far. (laughs) Can you believe it? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Is, Is anybody besides just our immediate family and friends listening? If you're out there, let us know. We uh, we actually have a listener from Poland who reached out to us. What? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> we are international now. We are. <laughs> Take that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we also had somebody local uh, reach out to us as well. That's right. right. Yeah. Um, girl from Florence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not too far down the road. Hey, know. girl. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> Um, so what's everybody been up to lately? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the holidays. Yes, you know. it is. It is the holidays. It's Everybody's nonstop. Busy. Nonstop going all the time. Well, uh, I went Christmas shopping with my mom yesterday. And on the way back, she decided just on a whim that she was going to contact one of the six people that was in you know, the uh, the friend haunt, friend and family haunt, actually. Oh, from really? episode three. Yeah. So we're driving back. And so she rings up Sue. And, you know, they just, they haven't talked in, I guess, years, it sounded like. Um, and so my mom tells her, hey, my daughter, Robin, she's doing this podcast called Ghosts Raised in the South. And they're just you know, friends from a long time and they're just talking about ghosts. And Sue interrupted my mom and she said, William Byrd. Whoa. (laughs) I love it. I mean, this is 40 years ago that this happened or or more. And so it's just so funny that all of these people remember this guy so much. That is hilarious. It it would be a pretty significant story. Like if it were to happen to the three of us, I mean, 40 years from now, we'd be like, remember that? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, hey, Sue. Hey, Sue. Hey, Sue. I hope you had a chance to listen to the last episode. I hope we we did a good job and, and represented your story well. Sue said that she couldn't really remember too much, you know. I would try to block it out, too. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. But she did remember William Byrd and that a lot of crazy <laughs> stuff happened and there's seances that they would have. And so that That's was just awesome. so funny. <laughs> that is. It's nice to have a little update on that story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big Bird. Big Bird. That's what my mom called her. Her name is Sue, but. They call her Big Bird? Yeah, Big Bird. So. Any particular reason why? Does it have anything no. to do with William Byrd? Or yeah. Just, <laughs> oh, just my goodness. Yeah. Is wow. That, is that a coincidence? I guess it is just a coincidence. I don't know when they started calling her Big Bird. But William Bird and Big Bird. And, yeah. We're going to need an update on that, Sue. Yeah. <laughs> Episode five. I'll get back with you. <laughs> but, yeah. So. Well, that's that's really neat. I hope she, I hope she listens to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. Nothing really new going on with me. Yep. Same old same. This is my excitement for the week same so <laughs> right i look forward to this <laughs> it's my quiet time <laughs> oh and and we're this is the first time that we're actually not recording inside of our abandoned studio that's right yes yes <laughs> unfortunately not we are actually in a house where people live in it <laughs> but that's okay well hopefully next episode we'll be back in our abandoned house maybe hopefully (laughs) i miss it (laughs) you too we just we need to keep it i know (laughs) so on this episode episode four uh i myself robin am going to be doing the main story lisa's going to be taking care of the i guess honorable haunts yeah yeah c-rated c-rated haunt i like the c-rated haunts (laughs) (laughs) and nikki nikki's going to be doing the friend story I will be, but it's going to be a little bit different. It'll oh. be a personal experience. <gasps> Ooh. Again. <laughs> well, I know you, d- you said in the um, intro episode that you had several experiences, so it's good to kind of start. Since you have so many, start getting them out there. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Eventually, I'll get all of them, but I'm glad I'll, I'll be covering this one. Okay. That sounds great. Well, Robin, you want to get us started? Yes. Boom. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> this story is going to be all about Mississippi. And, you know, we typically kind of hone in on one city. Well, this time I'm covering 
I guess, the span of the Mississippi Delta. Because I feel like there's just so much stuff that goes on in the Delta, you can't just pinpoint it to one area. That's true. So yeah. I'm excited about this. <laughs> I am too. I, you know, we have always talked about the Mississippi Delta and mm-hmm. all that. So, and the crossroads. Yeah. We, yeah. We haven't made it there yet, but we will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Physically going there. Yeah. No, we, we have not gone. I mean, you've got deals with the devil, hellhounds, devil cats, what? voodoo. Yeah. And also, you know how um, we've, I think we've talked about before the original like American serial killer was H.H. H. Holmes. Yes. Well, when I was like doing some research, I saw some things about gangs of bandits and stuff that traveled around the um, the Natchez Trace. And not that as if that it's like a title that you want to covet, but it was saying that they were also attributed to being some of America's first serial killers. Oh, really? So you also have that going on. Oh. Yeah, just bandit gangs, and so it, it depresses me, honestly, when I was reading all about the stuff that happened in the Delta. I can imagine. Like, this was a story that was bringing me down. It was oh. it was weighing on me. But um, these are just a few of the reasons why the Mississippi Delta is, in my opinion, just one of the most haunted areas in the South. Because you got all of these things. That's why I couldn't pinpoint it, because it's like, man, you got stories of all of these things all over that area of Mississippi. Which we're talking about kind of on the Mississippi-Louisiana state line. Um, Anyways. Well, I know the two of you know a little bit more about this, but I I really have no idea. I don't know any of the stories of the Mississippi Delta, so I'm excited to hear more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Robin and I have, we got got real into the blues there for a while. (laughs) And uh, we were always like, let's go to the crossroads, you know, we're... 16. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, I've read a bunch of stuff on it before, but I'm curious to see what all you yeah. come, up, come up with. So, mm-hmm. And that is the way that I'm going towards this. So I feel like eventually we are going to revisit this area and talk about, like I said, like the Neches Trace and stuff, because there were some things around there that I'd love to get into further, but we don't have time for all of that. <laughs> this, this is just a one hour, maybe a one hour episode. Uh, so... I'm going to be dealing more with the deals with the devil that happen around Mississippi. Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, you've heard the term, sell your soul to the devil, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And it's it's almost for everyone, it's just like a terminology to indicate like how badly you want something. You know? It's just like... I want to be famous. Yeah. I sell yeah, my soul to the devil. I do anything to be famous. But in the Mississippi Delta, it's not just a saying. In fact, the person that we're going to be talking about the most is probably one of the most famous people who has been notorious to have sold his soul to the devil. And that is a man of the name Robert Johnson. Now, Ooh. I know, Nikki, you probably do know who Robert Johnson is, right? I have heard you, the name. Yeah, yeah. So, And I know that Lisa knows who Robert Johnson is because of our, 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 our blues-loving days. <laughs> <laughs> But um, Robert Johnson was a man who was born in Mississippi, uh, actually Hazelhurst, Mississippi, which is kind of southeastern Mississippi, on May the 8th, 1911. So this is early 1900s, and so record keeping is not really that great, especially in kind of like rural Mississippi. So after his birth, there is really little known about Robert Johnson until about the age when he was 18. And records show that he had a a teenage wife around this time, and his wife died in childbirth, and she also lost the child as well. Oh, yeah, awful. So that's kind of where the records pick up with him. So in about 1929, Robert was living and working as a sharecropper, and so the woman that he married, her name was Virginia Travis, and um, the baby was a stillborn, and Robert, after that, he was just heartbroken, and so right and so he decided that he was just going to take to the road after that and he just left everything behind so one day when he was a teenager robert was walking along a dirt road when he saw a pile of trash that someone had thrown out and in that trash was just like a beat up old guitar so he rescued that guitar and he began teaching himself how to play and he was pretty good um 
more so he was good as being a harmonica player or a mouth harp player at that time is what it was called but you know he really wanted to be good at the guitar so people of that time said that robert actually when he was going on the road people would boo him off the stage oh he was that bad yeah but i guess when you are compared to some of the other like blues legends of that time um and you're just kind of learning the beginnings of it people are gonna compare you to some of the other old timers that were around i'm sure the area that he was playing in too was like a lot of competition for the blues in that so yeah you know yeah i would think so so he was he was decent, but customers and juke joints and stuff they would just insist that he would stop playing and get off oh. of the stage. I mean that's that's got to be awful, you know. Yeah, yeah it's got to take a that's hit on his confidence. Though. Oh, I know, I know. So Robert decided that he was going to leave. So uh, he moved around to the area of Martinsville, Mississippi, which is close to Hazelhurst, which is where he was born. And soon stories began to whisper about Robert and another musician named Ike Zinnerman and their habit of going to cemeteries in the dead of night and just sitting on tombstones and writing songs and practicing their music and when they were asked about it they kind of joked and said like well you got to get used to playing in front of people and these people can't talk back to you so (laughs) (laughs) well I mean (laughs) that's a good point So just a few months later, when Robert returned to Robinsonville, where he had previously been trying to start his career, um, he had somehow acquired not just the ability to be good at playing the guitar, but he was a world-class guitar player with a complex and extremely advanced style of his own, and a style that no one had previously heard, and still to this day, people have a hard time duplicating it. So what's the time span here? Well, between... we're kind of speculating. Again, like record keeping wasn't right. that great, but it was supposed to be maybe like a couple of months that he months. was away. Oh, yeah. really? Wow. That's... And then just came back and blew everybody out of yeah. the water. Okay. And any guitar player could tell you that that just seems impossible. Yeah. You know, yeah. people, it's unheard of. Right. You know, people, guitar players for years and years and years can practice daily mm-hmm. hours every day and not do this and he's gone for a couple of months supposedly and he comes back and he's just world class oh. and so advanced and just blowing everybody out of the water so obviously people wanted to know his secret these people who had previously mocked him were now begging for him to come and play at these juke joints and stuff and so according to a now famous legend johnson's answer was very simple that he went out to the crossroads just before midnight, and when the devil offered to tune his guitar in exchange for his soul, he took the deal. Ugh. Mm-hmm. You why, don't do that. Why would you do that? Why? Okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm a God-fearing woman. <laughs> and it creeps me out just to even talk about this kind of stuff, because this is just... It's crazy, but it, it, it exists. People still do this, mm-hmm. you know, especially after the stories of Robert and how infamous he is. Even to this day, people still go out there and they try to duplicate it. And I just can't. Mm. Didn't Charlie Daniels write a song about this or sings a song about this? Something similar to that. Yeah. The Devil Went Down to Georgia song. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought there was another one about the crossroads. It might be in that song. I don't know. Well. Put a pin in that. We'll get to it. (laughs) (laughs) So people who knew him reported that he regretted the deal with making the devil as soon as he had made it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. But there, there's no going back on it. You know, I mean, you can't say, (laughs) I I want to take it back. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And if you listen to his music, you, which you can listen to it anywhere, obviously, if you just type in Robert Johnson, he's so well known, you can listen to anything. But if you listen to his music, you'll hear just like the forlorn in his voice and just the wailing of a, a condemned person mm. and if you listen to the words of his songs too then you'll hear references to the pact that he made to the devil himself mm. wow yeah robert robert now i have devil went down to georgia in my head <laughs> devil went down to georgia he was looking for a soul to steal he was in a bind he was way behind looking to make a deal <laughs> 
<clears throat> so not that I am recommending anybody do this, but you're probably wondering, oh, well, where was this? And how do you do this? <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't Let do it. give you a little tutorial. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Disclaimer. Don't. Uh, Ghost Raisin the South does not condone people going down to the crossroads in the Delta, Mississippi and selling the sword of the devil. All right. And... <laughs> but um so the idea was that you go to a deserted county crossroads in the delta with your guitar a little bit before midnight and you sit down and you start playing and at some point a devil figure will come up from behind you reach over and grab the guitar retune it and hand it back to you and then you could play anything you wanted But the implicit deal was that you had made a pact and that this figure would come back later and take your soul. Mm, No. Wow. So I wonder if there's just like no words spoken, like, you know, the devil's standing there and you just, here's my guitar. Like it's just a known thing. Like, And then he tunes it and gives it back. And then it's like your contract. Right. You know, there's only two people who know that. Yep. You know. As, as to how that happens yeah I've, I've heard you know some legends say that it is just as simple as that you're playing your guitar and he gets it tunes it and gives it back to you and i've heard you know a um a rendition i guess called the vision where somebody kind of plays out what would have happened had robert have gone down to the crossroads and it's kind of almost like a i don't know a reimagining kind of thing where they talk back and forth but um there is an interesting thing about it is that scholars have argued if it's even the devil devil you know satan himself or if it's actually papa legba yeah who okay so (laughs) voodoo we said is very big in this area and, you know, it's right on the border of Louisiana, too. And we know how New Orleans and Louisiana, there's so much voodoo going on there. Right. Um, and Papa Legba is evidently he's a, a voodoo devil. And he is more of like a, a, I don't know how to describe him. Let's see here. I have heard of him, though. I think they mentioned him in American Horror Story. Yes, Nikki. Yes. Because, yeah, I watched American Horror Story, too. <laughs> I'm the only one that hasn't seen it. (laughs) And yeah, he is the type of person that you would make a contract with. And he wants something in return for it. Now, Uh, whether it's your soul, whether it's he wants, you know, for you to do a task for him. But he is not the devil himself. He's this kind of voodoo god. So people have speculated whether or not it was actually Legba that he was talking to. Wow. Or had made this this deal with right yeah well that's interesting I I hadn't yes. heard that story before you know you always just hear about you know selling your soul to the devil right mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. and it goes along with the folklore itself right. too because you know the claims are that the devil marks his territory with an X which is thus where the crossroads come into play and there's also debate over whether or not this location would have been in Clarksdale Mississippi or Rosedale Mississippi. And there's actually a monument out in Clarksdale, or like a big sign. It's like a tourist attraction where people can go out and get their picture taken at the crossroads. Wow. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Rosedale, on the other hand, is right by the river. And a lot of the big old timers, you know, the, the, the people that are really deep into the blues, they believe that Robert would have actually gone to Rosedale. So I don't know where this comes from, but I had seen where... Uh, Someone has said that the devil hangs close to the Mississippi River and putting his ex down as far away from the river as Clarksdale is simply something that wouldn't have happened. And that voodoo just oozes from the Mississippi River in New Orleans and around this area. Mm. So it would have made more sense that this would have happened in Rosedale and not Clarksdale. Ah, I see. So now... Robert has apparently done this. He's gone down to Rosedale and he's returned and he's this great musician and he loves the ladies. Mm. He loves the drink. Mm. He loves the fame that he's getting. People have said that he's a very big ladies man. He's got a reputation for messing around, even with women that are not, he's not supposed to be messing around with. (laughs) And so this turns out that this is the demise of Robert Johnson. The events that led up to Robert Johnson's death are not 100% fact. I can't say that this is exactly what happened because, as with his life, it's just 
a mystery. The whole thing is a mystery. But it is stated that he did die on August the 16th, 1938 in Greenwood, Mississippi, uh, at the age of 27 years old. Oh, uh, young. Yeah, I know. We're, we're all past that. <laughs> um, but... And- but- He's in the infamous 27 Club. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about that until you just said it. You know, he's in there with Jim Morrison, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix. Wow. That is weird. Maybe 27 has something to do. Interesting. Ooh. Ooh. You might be onto something, Lisa. (laughs) Well, remember when I said put a pin in that? We're going to get to that. Oh. (laughs) Edit. (laughs) No, no, no. No. It's fine. (laughs) So Greenwood is in like north central eastern mississippi so it's still in the delta where this happened the story is that he died after drinking whiskey laced with poison given to him by a jealous husband of a woman johnson had been friendly with should have been been messing around nope and the night he was poisoned he performed at the three forks juke joint he like we said he was a notorious womanizer and he was flirting and so the owner sent him over this whiskey, free drink, and Robert was all about the drink and all about the women. So he, you know, he decided that he was going to drink it. And it said that a friend even like smacked the whiskey glass out of his hand. And Johnson returned to have said, as long as you live, don't you ever knock good whiskey out of my hand? <laughs> <laughs> That's my man. Yeah. <laughs> but when another bottle came his way, Johnson drank. And we don't know if the poison directly killed him or if instead he died of pneumonia after he was just like stricken ill from the poison. But some people say that, you know, he was unable to fight off the pneumonia infection. And then some people say that he was immediately struck and ill and he spent about three days just convulsing and just writhing in pain and that he died on his hands and his knees barking like a dog i i've heard that story that last one the three day like took him three days to die yeah yeah it's that's awful i know Mm -hmm. and so he didn't have you know family nearby everybody was kind of scattered out and so it took a while for them to to travel to him to to find him and there's a dispute over where he's actually buried there's like three different grave sites and all of them of course are travel destinations people go and they'll they'll leave liquor they'll leave guitar picks and you know all that kind of stuff but no one knows for sure where his body resides much Hmm. less his soul nobody knows if he sold his soul nobody knows where he's buried so is he buried or all three of the places in rosedale or are they in different somewhere yeah somewhere kind of around that area some in greenwood um rosedale there's it's yeah people just don't really know exactly which one do you think it is hmm there's this mount zion church and i guess that that's probably the one that i would go with the most so before he died in 1936 robert got hooked up with a record producer in san antonio texas and over that year he recorded 29 songs and that's that's pretty impressive right there. Yes. So these are the songs that we talked about that you can hear these references as to the pack that he made. So one of the songs is called Crossroads Blues. And it's gotten a well-deserved reputation as being cursed. A lot of people, you mentioned the 27 Club, people who have covered the song, have been inspired by the song, tragic things have happened to them. Oh, no. Yeah. And so people say that the, the song is cursed and that maybe it's still the devil collecting on the dues mm. because Robert was the one who paid the price. And if these people are getting famous off of things that, you know, was a deal with the devil, then it's like, okay, well, you owe me something now. Then they're affected by that, that yeah. deal oh. with the devil. And wow. Like, mm-hmm. Ooh, curses. Mm-hmm. So, like, some of the things that have happened are, like, Eric Clapton, who is a big, big Robert Johnson fan and Mm -hmm. someone who's been inspired by him. Uh, He and his band Cream recorded the song Crossroad Blues, and not long afterwards, the band just broke up. They disbanded, and uh, Eric was deep in the pit of a heroin addiction. Uh, The Allman Brothers recorded it in 1971. 
And Dwayne Allman, who loved to play the song in concerts, he was killed in a motorcycle accident at Ooh. a crossroads. Oh, Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's creepy. Yeah. Um, and that was around Macon, Georgia. So it wasn't in Mississippi, but it was also another, you know, another crossroads. In 1972, another band member, Barry Oakley, he was killed in a motorcycle accident less than one mile from the crossroads where Dwayne had crashed. Oh, yeah. whoa. That is crazy. Oh, yeah. And Greg Allman, Dwayne's brother, later immortalized the connection to the crossroads in a song he wrote called Melissa. It's a good song. Mm -hmm. Leonard Skinner began singing the song during their concerts. And I think everybody knows what happened to Leonard Skinner. (gasps) Oh. In 1977, their plane crashed into a swamp in Mississippi. And two band members, including their lead singer, Ronnie Van Zant, were killed along with the pilots and several family members. So, uh, there's a lot of stuff. I don't like this. I don't either. So, mm. so this makes me think more that it would be like a Papa Legba thing than the devil. You think so? Yeah, just because they're, you know, covering... It, it just makes me feel more of a... Like it would be a, a voodoo thing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Then... Well, you, I mean, you I'm just hear, speculating, obviously. You, you hear more about curses with voodoo. Right. You know? Right. So... Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The list goes on, honestly. I mean, you got Led Zeppelin, who experienced tragedy after they started singing the song in their 1977 performances and stuff. Um, Kurt Cobain was another person who also performed an acoustic version of Crossroad Blues for his family. And then uh, he was said to have been in talks with his band about recording it. And then he, you know, that didn't turn out well. So, yeah. It, it just, it goes on and on and on. These people who have have tried to replicate the song or any of his styles, you know, people who were inspired by him have just had these terrible things happen to him. So oh. there's, there's talks about just any of his music just being cursed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Kurt Cobain was in the 27 Club too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, he was 27. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was. Coincidence? I don't know. I don't like it. (laughs) Y'all decide. You let us know. Uh Just whatever you do. Don't make a deal with the devil. Don't do it. Please don't. (laughs) Please. So, like I said, people to this day still try to go out. And thankfully, we don't know exactly where it was that this took place. This supposed, you know, act took place. Because I feel like, man, there would just be people going out there all the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, you'd have the people that were, that actually wanted to do it, and then the people that are watching the people <laughs> <laughs> to see if it's happening. That's true. <laughs> that would be me. I'm just going to stand far away, and I'm going to watch you while you're at the crossroads mm. and see what mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get my binoculars out. Yeah. Just hope the devil doesn't see you watching. Right. Oh. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, some of the songs, you know, like I talked about, other things that have happened in the, you know, in the Mississippi Delta are creatures too. And Robert Johnson talks about hellhounds a lot in his songs as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's another thing that people claim that they see hellhounds in the hmm. Mississippi Delta too, as, as well as devil cats and stuff. So, um, a hellhound, is that like the black dog? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, folklore says that um, he's supposed to be almost kind of like death. It's almost like uh, he's... yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Um, one of the songs that he has, uh, Hellhound on My Trail, he's saying about being followed by an evil spirit, a hellhound, talking about how he's got to keep moving and the blues falling down like hell. Got a hellhound on my trail. Anyways, it's just, it's depressing stuff. It is. It brings it's, you down. It is. That's... Sorry to bring everybody down this episode. <laughs> but it is like a, it's a mysterious legend and a mysterious story, you know. Yeah, so next time you're you're in Rosedale, I guess stop by and see if you can get your picture taken at the crossroads. Don't take a guitar, I guess, you know. <laughs> we do not condone that. No. No. Not at all. <laughs> wow. Okay. So, wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm... I don't know either. <laughs> I feel really weird talking about this episode. Like, this is the first episode where I'm like, 
getting into some dark shit here. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't just like spirits and apparitions and boo y'all. You know, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're talking about some of the dark stuff. I know. I, um, that, that story, like, cause you know, like I said, we were always real into it. That story always just like stuck with me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this poor guy, what was he going through? And then he does that. And... I know. <sighs> but anyway, it's sad. It's a sad story. I'm glad we have his music, though, even if I know. it is cursed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? And he influenced so many people. Like you said, you were talking about Eric Clapton and the Almond Brothers and all that. So Yeah. Yeah, but that, I mean, I kind of don't want to listen to the music now. <laughs> Nikki's it never is- listened to it, and she's like, I'm not looking it up. <laughs> not even going to start. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the, or does it, with the Robert Did It? <gasps> No. No. Oh. <laughs> no. No, that's a different Robert. Although this Robert did it too. <laughs> he did do it. Well, that was a good story, Robin. Nice mm-hmm. legend, you know, to talk about. And creepy. I got goosebumps a few times when you were talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it, it's, it's hard to pinpoint it because it's just that whole area of mm-hmm. Mississippi. So I know it was a little difficult or maybe it wasn't difficult for you to find something for the the sea rated ghost since you had such a big area to choose from. Well, let me tell you about that. Okay. Had I known that we were doing the Delta, like I originally thought that we were, and when I asked you what city, <laughs> and you were like Clarksdale, so I went with Clarksdale and I rode with it. <laughs> and then now you come here and you're like, I did the whole Delta, and I was like, I had all that space to find something. <laughs> You could have done anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So my honorable mention haunt is in Clarksdale. Nice. Which Mississippi Delta. It's in there. (laughs) It's in the it's in the Delta. Which, you know, we've talked about before. They are tough, the honorable mention haunts. Yeah. They really are. So my honorable mention haunt is in um in Clarksdale, Mississippi. And it's the McWilliams building in downtown. Hmm. Okay. It was built in 1979. Um, it was considered the first skyscraper of Clarksdale. Oh. And it was seven stories high. So I'm going to use skyscraper in quotes. <laughs> With air quotes. <laughs> skyscraper. It, now, is Clarksdale a, a pretty big city? Um, why would you ask me that? <laughs> I remember before we started, <laughs> no. before we started, Lisa was like, don't ask me questions about Clarksdale. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention that to Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get that memo. <laughs> no. Um, I think, I I don't know. Okay. That's what Google's there for, listeners. <laughs> I'll Google it Search later. Search yourself. Um, I think it was a pretty big city when I was reading stuff about it, at, you know, at one time, but I, a lot of, there were when I was reading over stuff, it said like a lot of the downtown areas, it started shutting down mm. and stuff like that. So, oh, and this okay. is one of the buildings. Um, it's not, and I don't think that it's in use now, but it might be like on the first floor. They might use it for like offices and everything, but like the upper floors are vacant. There's nobody up there. Um, it also has a theater attached to it called the Paramount Theater. Oh, that's interesting. That is um, still running today. And I was looking at pictures of it, and it's a really, it's a really nice, you know, building for being a hundred years old. And the theater is right there next to it. But when I was going through pictures, there was one picture I was looking at of the back of the building and the back of the theater. And there is like this old, like rickety staircase that mm-hmm. goes up into the back of the theater. Like a fire escape type kinda of like, thing? It looks kind of like a fire escape, but no, not really, because it's like it zigzags, you know? I mean, it is kind It's hard to describe. Okay. We'll post a photo. That yeah. way you guys can yeah. see it. Okay. But anyway, um, so I was reading about it, and it was uh, back when segregation was going on. It's where coloreds would go in. Oh. You know, and which is sad. I mean, when you think about that stuff, it's... They weren't allowed to go in through the front door and sit in the fine seats. They had to go to the back of the building and go up these stairs. And it was just like this tiny area where they could sit in. And this is, I think it even said it was like a 900 seat theater or two or something Aww. crazy like that. Mm. And it was, mm-hmm. so that picture really struck me when I saw it. Cause it brings back that old history of a darker time. This is kind of a downer episode. It yeah. is. <laughs> so Mississippi is sad. I know. I know. I mean, I'm sure it's great, but it's sad. (laughs) 
lots of <laughs> you know lots of stuff in the south is, is sad but mm-hmm. especially back in that time period yeah i you know segregation and all that every time i see stuff like that i'm just like oh it's just why <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but um so anyway um some of the ghost stories about this building since it is over 100 years old there have been uh, paranormal research groups that have gone in and and taken video and evps and they have caught some evps of things i listened to one earlier because it was recorded but i couldn't really make out what it said and it it, it was almost just like a Hmm. so (laughs) i don't really know if you would consider that an evp or not but um i think ghost adventures would uh, (gasps) oh did you hear that (laughs) class a (laughs) um clearly said go away zach okay (laughs) (laughs) play it again and you decide um no we like ghost adventures let's come on now (laughs) it's fun to watch it is fun to watch so anyway so there's that you know catching evps and um emf spikes and stuff like that yeah uh there is a video on youtube because you know how i am about my youtube Mm -hmm. i search everything (laughs) (laughs) of um a group that posted video um is actually called the paranormal search and they went in and did an investigation of the McWilliams building. And it was, they didn't catch a whole lot of stuff, uh, but they were very prepared for it. Mm-hmm. They had, you know, they had the night vision cameras and um, EMF detectors, EVP devices and all that. And towards the end of the video, you can see a black shadow figure. Mm show up and then it just disappears oh, i mean okay. and, it, and it's like the outline of a person mm-hmm. i had to keep replaying it because i'm like is it a shadow from somebody else moving and then i was right. trying to kind of see where everybody was and nobody was moving mm-hmm. so that was something that was pretty substantial that they caught while they were there so there's just stories of you know seeing things in the window move and there there wasn't really much i could find on it i wish i could have found more but this is a C-rated. I say again that <laughs> so, we don't really get a whole lot we, from these. I hope, always go back to that. This is just the C-rated. Yeah, I hope <laughs> you don't expect much out of the C-rated honorable mention hot. You know, well, so that's the purpose of it. Yeah, but um, it's still part of history. Still part of, uh, and it's in the Delta. It's it's downtown Clarksdale, and yeah, that's pretty much all I got on that one. I didn't have a whole lot. Like I said, it was pretty much like McWilliams Building mm-hmm. ghost. <laughs> so the ghost in the video is it looks more like a like a full body apparition. It, to me, yeah. I mean it was like you could see like the outline of the head and the shoulders, then it kind of Ooh. kind of fades like from fade that out. point uh-huh. down. Yeah. And it, but it's really dark and you can see it. And um yeah. We'll post it. Yeah. The paranormal search. We're posting your video. <laughs> give you credit yeah give credit where credit's due yeah well, I, you know i do all the, you know all the non-popular investigators that go out there and and do this stuff i love watching because yeah. i know it's not what do they call it uh movie magic or oh, yeah you know any yeah. of that it's like they and when i was watching the video like i said not a lot was happening you know and it was about a half an hour video but then towards the end, when I saw that, I was like, yeah, it was worth it, wasn't it? It was mm-hmm. worth it staying mm-hmm. there. So, <laughs> but, but yeah, I do. I love to watch the local people um, shoot video of stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. it seems more genuine. Like like uh, when you did the uh, Dead Children's Playground, too, and you mentioned the video from there. I went home and I watched it, and I was terrified watching it because it's kind of Blair Witch trial yeah. type. You know, it's just a handheld camera, or maybe he's got like a, you know, something where he attaches it so he's got his hands free. What was the name of the paranormal group? I can't remember. Spectral Wolfpack Paranormal. Oh, okay. But that was like, it was terrifying just to even watch him going through the woods and stuff. I was scraped out. I know. It it, it is. And you get that like uh, first person view as well, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. I still haven't watched it. Oh, I know. Boo. Watch it. It was really good. And he's got a lot of other ones that are really good, too. Yeah. But anyway, enough plug in that. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, though. I like when it's more of, you know, people that are local and doing their own thing, and it's not, you know, a big production TV thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Makes it more realistic. Yeah. 
Well, since that's pretty much all I had on the C-rated haunt, Nikki, you want to tell us your personal slash friend story? Mm. Actually, it's just a personal yeah. story. <laughs> yeah, so it, it is a personal story, but it can also be considered a friend story as well, since my ex is involved. Your ex? My ex. Nikki's single. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody wanted to know. Ow! <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I just made her turn really red. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so it happened when we were in Tampa. Um, this was in 2012 going into 2013. Okay. We were living in an apartment complex in South Tampa. So the first thing that we noticed, we had just bought a brand new TV. Thanks, government. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And we would notice, like at night, when we would turn the TV off to go to bed, a couple minutes later, it would just turn on uh, by itself. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't like that. So, yeah. wait, is the TV in your room, or is this in the living room? TV's in the living room. Okay. Um, so, we turn the TV off. We go to the bedroom. A few minutes later, we hear something go out, and the TV's on. Mm. And this was a continuous occurring thing. Just kept happening. Over and over. Mm-mm. Probably a couple months later, uh, we're sitting on the couch watching TV. And I look over. And it's one of those micro suede couches. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, like if you rub it, you know, a certain way it turns darker yeah. or lighter. Yeah. yeah. So, I look over and it looks like a woman's face. <gasps> like imprinted into the couch. No. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> what the heck did you do? <laughs> Well, my first reaction is like, uh, 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 You touched uh, it! Andrew! (laughs) So he was on the couch with you. Like, you were both sitting on the couch, and you just have to look over and see a woman's face print? Yeah. um, I I think I was probably looking at the dog doing something cute, Uh as usual. Right. (laughs) And I just see, like, it looks like a woman's face. Details. Was it on the seat of the couch, the back of the couch, the arm the of the couch? The back couch cushion. Mm. That's and worse somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> so, you know, we were like, okay, well, maybe it's just a coincidence, something. So I go over there and I, like, rub the couch. Right. Make mm-hmm. it go away. Yes. I, I would, would just, do. like, throw a blanket over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do. Maybe I should have done that. <laughs> I'm never sitting on that spot again. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, the very next day, it comes back. <gasps> no! <What>? Yes. <sighs> okay, explain to me how you... you it's, how it's a woman's face versus, mm-hmm. like, a man's face. Is mm-hmm. it more just... It, feminine well, looking, it's more feminine, um, you know, slimmer. You, okay. you could make out the eyes, the nose, and the cheeks, especially. <sighs> so it kind of looks like, you know, a higher cheekbone kind of thing. Oh. And yeah. your ex did not take up some sort of new hobby, which was <laughs> messing with the direction of the, the microfiber couch and making the <laughs> pictures. And <laughs> I, I can't imagine that he did that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, he was pretty freaked out about it, too. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, this next day when it happens, I'm really starting to freak out. I'm like, oh, you know. Right. What's yes. going on? Yeah. So, I make it go away again. <laughs> uh, thankfully, that didn't happen again. Hmm. Probably a couple months after that, in the middle of the night, I had gotten up to go to the bathroom. You know, it happens all the time. Sure. And <laughs> I go to lay back down, and he starts freaking out. I'm like, what's going on? Your goes, ex? Yeah. Okay. He's freaking out. And I'm like, why are you freaking out? You know, I just went to the bathroom. No, 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 no. You just laid down. What? No, I didn't. And, and I'm getting chills now. I yeah. know. I am too. <laughs> My eyes are kind of like watering. Like... Yeah. So evidently, when I had gotten up to go to the restroom, he felt the bed like oh. depressed, like someone was had yeah. laid down. And everything he thought it was me so when i actually go to get back in the bed obviously he freaks out oh at this God. point he's telling me i'm freaking out so jump out of the bed <laughs> yeah not, what am i laying on yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um he said that he remembered it felt like it brushed up against his foot <gasps> like in the bed oh i'm 
Yeah. I don't like, I don't <laughs> like my feet being touched. Uh, <laughs> uh-uh. So, um, that's really, other than that, nothing else happened. We were only in that apartment for uh, a year and then we moved. Mm-hmm. When our lease was up, we were out of there. Oh my gosh. Not just for that, but. The rent was getting raised as well, but we were out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are ready to... Did the TV thing continue to happen? The TV what? thing did continue to happen and still happens to this day. So oh, really? I don't... That oh, it, ca- be... it came with the TV. Apparently. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> so we started researching, you know, after the face thing and the couch right. and the TV, um, even before the whole bed thing, evidently... In the apartment above us, several years before, um, now this is close to a, a military base. Um, there was a, a family living there where the husband was a Marine, and he evidently killed his wife <gasps> and small child oh, no. in no. the apartment. In that apartment that you were in? No, in the, the apartment above. above. Oh, the one above. Yeah. Oh. Mm. What? Yeah. Oh. So. That's awful. It is awful. Um, and then in the same apartment building, I think, if I'm remembering correctly, um, about three apartments down, there was an older lady who was murdered as well at oh. a different time. And, and this wasn't like a bad area. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of crime right. when you're looking at Tampa as a whole. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, Tampa mm-hmm. is a big city, so you're going to have a lot, you know, higher crime rate. But it just so happened that, you know, in that apartment building, You've got, you know, multiple murders. and. Mm. Did anybody live in the apartment above you when you were living there? Yes. Mm. Um, Obviously did not know the history. <laughs> right. <laughs> Obviously not. No, um, actually, I remember posting about it on Facebook and you commented there's, um, at all times of the night, it sounded like someone was mo- moving furniture up there. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, they were all, I don't know whether it was, you know spiritual kind of thing or like a a ghost thing or these people were just insomniacs but they were always up moving or it sounded like someone was always moving furniture you know Mm. moving around creepy yeah get stop that yeah i know with your broom (laughs) knocking on the ceiling hey (laughs) um but yeah that's my story another one i don't like it (laughs) <laughs> i mean it's good but i don't like it <laughs> after you told it like it it hit me like i remember you telling me about it and yeah now i'm creeped out all over again yeah well that's that's your vulnerable time is when you're laying in the bed and, and it's dark yeah and you feel yeah. something mm. touch you or next to you in the bed or something it's stop. like stop <laughs> i'm like i have to tuck make sure everything is tucked in my feet are tucked in i don't let anything oh. hang off of the bed See, I can't do that. I can't yeah. either. I have to sleep with my feet out. I have to have like at least one personal information. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have at least one foot out, you know, from under the covers, you know, stay cool enough. <laughs> no, yeah. no, that's that's when they get you. <laughs> think about th- that tonight when you go to sleep. I think they'll get you, even if your feet are tucked in. No, the blanket's my safe zone. <laughs> they, they can't get under the blanket. I'm under the blanket. Nothing can get me. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> I guess I'll leave. She's under the blanket. <laughs> so, uh, I'm kind of glad that the the bed situation happened more to Andrew than me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sure. Andrew. <laughs> what can you do? The bed's haunted. You can't go sleep on the couch because the face is on the couch. Oh. Yeah, the couch in the living room sleep are haunted. On floor? I think... If, if I saw the face, like, I'd be going and getting, like, a water bottle and, like, wetting it and, like, rubbing it and soaping it. <laughs> <clears throat> you just dry now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's creepy. It is. Scary. Depressing. Depressing episode. It kind of was. Yeah. Yeah. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> We're over here just, like, somber, just heads hanging, like, huh. I know. I, I kind of feel kind of felt like exhausted mm-hmm. yeah that's how i felt when i was doing all this research and stuff it's like man not that like ghosts and hauntings and stuff are ever like bright shiny rainbows and stuff but oh mm-hmm. it's just a lot of a lot of dark depressing things yeah, yeah. dark darker sorry listeners <laughs> <laughs> 
Didn't mean to bring you down. Yeah. But tune in to episode five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Got more good stories coming your way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, little teaser i hear that nikki's got something awesome planned for episode five yes i'm really really excited about this one (laughs) i'm excited to hear it me too me too so tune in because it's gonna be awesome yeah can i say that it's our first in the field Mm. investigation Mm. i guess you Mm -hmm. can yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you really want to come back listeners (laughs) it's gonna be a good one (laughs) So, if you uh, aren't crying by the end of this episode, <laughs> <laughs> give us uh, give us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Yeah, you can find us uh, on Facebook and Instagram at Ghost Raised in the South. Send us a message. Let us know what you think. Comment on some of our posts. Like our pages. We really appreciate the support. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Ghost Podcast. And if you want to send us your stories, uh, we'd love to hear them um, and feature some on our friends' stories on the podcast. Yes, uh, send us in your stories. We need we need to hear some good stuff. Yes, we're always looking for more. Um, you can email us those at ghostraisedinthesouth at gmail.com. And you can also tell your friends. We're on Google Play, Apple Podcast app on iTunes, Spotify, pretty much anywhere you can find uh, podcasts these days. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Boo, y'all. Boo, y'all. Boo, y'all.